So my podcast, I don't know if you've listened to any of it, but... Yeah, I caught one. Um, that was a while ago, though. Yeah, that's basically where I just sit down and talk about, like, actual encounters that have happened to me. But is it real? Yeah, I mean, that's fascinating. You've lived a, a weird and wonderful life. Oh, yeah. Out. I'm hoping to just get weirder with it, you know? Like, that's my goal. <laughs> Every day. So, have you personally had any, like, weird encounters? Yeah. I mean, I had one as a kid. Because, um, like, um, I was that kid who always got up really early. No siblings. So, it was just me kind of amusing myself. You know, playing imaginary games and stuff. And um, my doorway to my bedroom looked out into the hallway and my parents' room was, like, directly to the side. So if they came out, I could see them walk past, because their feet would walk past the door. And um, one morning I'm sitting there playing, I had these little cars, and they used to make massive long kind of traffic jams and stuff. And I'm looking, I see these feet come out, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm on the parents' up, that's cool. So I go running out there and jump into their beds, and they're, they're both sitting in bed. So whatever these feet were, they weren't one of my parents' feet. Uh, so that was kind of, that was kind of cool. I would have freaked out. Yeah. I was a bit kind of like, it, it only dawned on me kind of a bit later that how weird that was. So I was like, is there someone else in here? Like, that would have been freaky in itself. But um, yeah, apparently not. <laughs> I have a story kind of like that, but with a really good twist. So we have like this little town festival, right? Yeah. And we have a local bar. That's like really all we have. Like we had a gas station and then they were like, nah, no more gas stations, just the bar. Oh. So like okay. that's that's what we have to offer. So we have a little festival once a year. And you know, it, the people come from all over to go to this thing, especially right. this, this bar. Okay. What's yeah, we wake up one more. We wake up one morning and my sister-in-law, like we all, we all stay over at my mother-in-law's house and we just kind of crash out. My sister-in-law was sitting there and they're all sprawled out, sprawled out on the floor. And she thought she had a hold of her husband's foot. She was just kind of like massaging it. Right. And then she got up and she was like, honey, why don't you go ahead and make breakfast? It was some random stranger that had got obliterated the night before and just waltzed huh. up in my mother-in-law's house and just was like, well, room full of people sleeping. That sounds like a good idea. Free foot massage as well. I mean, great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's the twist. It wasn't supernatural or anything like that. It was just some feet. drunk guy. <laughs> different feet. I get it. breakfast and sent him on his way. Yeah. So, um, what I'm I'm curious to know what your main influences are in terms of like, either movies or you know, can we share a bit about that both of us perhaps? Oh, for sure. Um, my main influences, like behind my writing and my dark stuff, is my own fears and insecurities. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, like anything that I have experienced or am afraid to experience like perfect life um I wrote that like a little short story about like a woman who's just obsessed with social media and like that's my own insecurity I'm like man I post way too much this is gonna bite me in the ass one day like so. yeah okay that's I mean it is therapeutic isn't it I've, I've said to someone the other day yeah. um 
it's quite fun because you can you can kill off people you don't like and you can make things happen that you know you can't in real life it kind of gives you power that, um, oh yeah now you have an amazing power like complete darkness are you kidding me <sighs> yeah I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I mean, um, it's really terrifying, isn't it, when you put something out there and you just don't know how people are going to respond. Yeah. And she complete strangers and all different walks of life. But so far, people seem to be digging it. And I, there's nothing better than someone who gets it and, and connects that way. That's exactly. Cool. And that's, I mean, what was, what was your motivation or inspiration behind that story alone? I mean, I think it's been there for a long time and it kind of, it took about 10 years to really formulate it all. Um, I was, I didn't sit down and write it all in one go. It was kind of piecemeal came together. I think that probably shows because, uh, you know, it's lots of ideas and that's why all the footnotes and stuff are in there. And it's kind of like, it's pretty condensed, even though it's not that long a book. Um, but it's once you kind of have the concept of you know, a big picture concept of what have we mapped hell, there's so much fun you can have with that. And uh, how would people act? You know, what would the devil do if he was on earth? And, you know, if there was going to be some salvation, would that be through some sort of divine intervention or just some loner and his robot who, who happens to get lucky and fight back, you know? Oh my God, I love that book. I'm loaning it out right now. So <laughs> hopefully they bring it back to me in all in one piece or I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my publisher, he's he's written some like um, kids stuff and he did a special edition of one of his books. Gave me an idea because I've been writing short stories and stuff and I thought it would be fun to, at some point in the future, maybe after I've got another couple of books out, to return and do like a special edition with added value, extra bits, you know, extra stories and maybe interview or something in there too. That could be fun. Oh, um, that'd be awesome. Now, what's really exciting is I met a graphic artist this week and we're going to do a comic book version of the first chapter. Oh. So, um, yeah, happening this year. As you you know, I love yeah. comics. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> oh, so much. I mean, I've, I was, I'm old enough to have grown up with when, like, Watchmen first hit and, you know, The Dark Knight. And that was just incredible stuff happening then. And ever since then, I've just loved it as a format. So to, to see my, you know, characters actually on a page will be quite something, you know. I mean, you bring them to life on your own, just with your descriptors and the emotions that are behind that. Like a robot having emotion, like getting yeah. so attached to a piece of metal. <laughs> and like... The fun thing about having a god boy is he can be squeamish. He's like, you know, he, he gets freaked out about all the sex and violence around him because he's kind of programmed that way. Um, I just thought that was a fun concept. A bit like a bit CPO, but kind of with a, with a conscience, you know. Yeah, you, I definitely got like a little bit of like a Star Wars vibe just for, I was like, yeah. oh man, I love this. Like it sucks <laughs> you in. But then at the same time, it's like, I don't know, there's, there's so much comedy behind just that character alone that it's just it's so refreshing to have yeah. that in the story and it makes it so relatable too i think you need to balance i mean if without the comedy it would have been incredibly bleak <laughs> so um i thought you know even i like films that you're laughing and you're thinking gosh i shouldn't really be laughing at that but it's you can't help but laugh anyway um, yeah. i mean i saw the parasite film last night the korean one and even through the subtitles and stuff it's so well made that uh 
you do find yourself laughing and it's some really grim stuff going on you know but it's dark humor and it's it's fun you know dark really- humor is the best so with um with your with your darkness <laughs> and your your dark humor that you definitely have and it is very much appreciated um i hear that there's a story behind you being asked to leave a church <laughs> oh, yeah hey so that was fun um <laughs> that was fun <laughs> good yeah. times i was like leading a film group there and the youth stuff and um they did this radical name change for the for the church and it was uh it used to be called the christian center and then they went with zeo church just out of nowhere just kind of zeo kind of like funny bizarre kind of like okay and then when I looked it up, so I was working for a theological college at the time, and the theologians there were like, oh, that means to boil with anger. I was like, does it? Because that, they say it means passion. I said, ah, oh, well, it's a kind of, a, that's a sub-meaning. You, if you dig into it enough, you can get passion from it. But boiling anger is main, the main thing. I was like, whoa, okay. So I said to the, to the leader, I said, I think it's a pretty stupid name, man. I think, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have gone with that at all. And they didn't do any field testing for it. So they just... You know, a couple of them came up with it and then they spent everyone's money on it, rebranded, did it all. And I was so, I said, hey, you know, you could go with Strathline, so stupid names to the great church or something like that. Didn't go down very well. Eventually, they just said, look, you've got to sign up to this charter that you're going to promote and get behind it or you'll have to have to find somewhere else. And I was like, bums, what would Jesus do? Okay, so there was it. I had to go. And Jesus would not appreciate this name. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I, that may or may not be where the Zeo demon in the book comes from, you know, <laughs> that passive aggressive, you know. Oh my God, that's beautiful. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. So what did your family say? <laughs> they just rolled their eyes, just like, really? I'm just like, yeah. See, so. that's, that's me. I'm the person that all my friends know. If you call me family, whoever do not put me on speakerphone. Like, it will be a very bad time for you. You will have a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've heard that too. And the thing is, in most of my day jobs, I have to be spokesperson or, you know, some serious organizations and stuff. So I work for Embrace the Middle East, which, you know, we do great stuff all across, like, Israel, Palestine, Lebanon. We're actually building schools, hospitals, planting trees, you know, you name it, making life better out there. Um, but, so I have to be really, you know, on point for all of that. And that's why I think the fictional kind of sideline helps. You can, as a release, you know, you can just go wild and, yeah, and if people dig it, that's great. And if they get offended by it, well, you know, hey, you know, there's other stuff out there. So It's, it's life. It is life. And that's, uh, that's the same with me. And it's, it's so funny that, I mean, I'm not doing as much charitable work as you're doing, but I am in the people helping people business and sure. having having an actual career where you have to be so professional at all times and really caring. And then when, when these people that depend on you and love your support that you give them through your job and the organization that you're with, when they find out what you write. (laughs) I know there could be a little bit of that. I've had some people, you know, one guy actually put a, a trigger warning on his review of my book. Because he thought like religious people might read it, and it's like, I take it as a badge of honor. It said things like has worrying future scenarios, um, bad language, grim violence, 
um, sexual scenes and things that Christians would generally disapprove of. I was like, nice. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for, I didn't think about putting that warning before. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but that's what he got from it. So that's fine. You know, at least you know what you're getting into. So, um, yes. Yeah. And I, I'm like you, I don't take offense to like, one of the main questions I get asked is, where do you come up with this stuff? And yeah. just like this look of disgust. And <laughs> I don't take that negatively though. I'm like, thank you. I tried really hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I scare myself sometimes. Um, oh, I see and... the light on. I really do. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm a chicken. Okay. I mean, <laughs> but like, if you're ever writing something and you just, have you ever looked at something and just read it back and gone, mm, no, that's too grim. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I had a, I had a wolf scene in one of my books, uh-huh. and that was, I mean, it was just, it was a cold-hearted scene, and I, I had to stop after I wrote it, and I was just like, I need to pray. <laughs> <sighs> I need help. Yeah, I need help. I'm calling a therapist. Yes, <laughs> I just murdered somebody <laughs> really bad. <laughs> They're fictional, you know, they didn't feel anything. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Complete Darkness has scenes that were cut from the original. My um, publisher helped edit it down sometimes. And, and there, are three people, there are some people out there who read the original, and they've got like the original cut and the, the new cut. And they were like, oh, you took out my favorite scene. I was like, I'm sorry about that. So, yeah. <laughs> How'd you handle that? Being... I mean, being edited. It's, I guess, to make it more acceptable to a wider audience, I can live with it. Um, but, and yeah, you know, because people really might start avoiding me if they read the, the super dark stuff. So. See, that's, that's the issue I run into with self-publishing, is yeah. I don't have anyone there yeah. to no oh. <laughs> I just go for it. I'm like, yeah. yep, this is what we're doing now. And then no one's there to be like, that's probably not a good idea, Ashley. And I just hit publish. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, but so, well, I don't. I don't think you should edit yourself. You know, initially you should get it down, and then, or you can always pull back afterwards. You know, uh, rather than stopping yourself if you're in creative flow. So uh, yeah, and my new one has a serial killer in it, which is um, which is fun because the death scenes are just uh, inventive and and yeah. Ah, I'm doing a serial killer one too. Ooh, cool! Hey, we can have a crossover. Have a cameo our characters oh that'd be so just cool a, just a fleeting thing you know just like we might have heard of them or something or just inject them it's kind of fun oh i could make that work because my whole premise without even giving anything away sure. is it's based on a guy who wants to rehabilitate serial killers without nice. the use of pharmaceutical drugs Ooh, ooh. And so yeah. he has an entire establishment that he's put together called Eden's Mind, where he brings these psychopaths in and tries to fix them. That's cool. I like that concept. I'd read that. Oh, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I've been in love with this story since I started writing it. And the whole fear inspiration behind this one is, um, this is just a little hint, but I am terrified of dolls. Oh, yeah, who isn't? I mean... Oof. Creepy. And it's been done so well now. I mean, I've a, I think my, I had terrifying nightmares of the magic. Um, do you remember 
the ventriloquist doll with Anthony Hopkins um, from like the seventies. Oh man, that was. Yeah, I don't crazy. like with the little wooden mouth yeah. and the. Yeah. Nope. And and that doll kind of takes over his dark psyche and sort of talks to him and that stuff, and you're just like, no, thank you, that's grim. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And then you have my grandmother. As I'm growing up, every single year she would purchase me a new porcelain doll. Oh. God, and I'm like, why are you doing this to me? I'm your <laughs> grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> my my mother had and probably still has a whole cabinet full of dolls that look out with a glass kind of front. And I always used to make sure it was locked because I was always worried they'd get out. I was a kid who threw my teddy bears and stuff out of my bed because I didn't want to I didn't want them near me at night. So Yes, because they will come to life and murder you. <laughs> Just never know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Toy Story is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd love to see a horror version of Toy Story. I mean, I guess Chucky's been done, but, you know, an actual, yeah. Spin There's, on um, Ar- is it Army Men, I think is what the movie's called, where it's a bunch of little, oh, like, yeah. army dolls that. Yeah, something like that, isn't it? It's like Small Soldiers, is that the one? Yes, yeah, Toy Soldiers. I hated that movie. <laughs> My brother yeah. had, like, little Toy Soldier dolls, and I was like. Okay. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Get it out of the house. Burn it. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I own some Ouija boards and I got okay. tarot cards. Yeah. I mean, that's a fascinating thing, isn't it? Because that's all those games. And like, yeah, yeah, let religious people would freak right out and say, oh, no, that's dangerous. And we're like, hmm, it's a fascinating. You can't have it both ways, you know? It's like, is it a game or is it a, yeah, is it actually contacting the dead? Because I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing if you can actually do that through a, you know, anyway. If it, if they can contact the dead, then they're just another person that is ghosting me because they're not talking to me at all. <laughs> you do not want to be my friend. <laughs> <Ghosting you>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Everyone's like, you're going to get your house possessed. And I'm like, Psh. and have a free maid. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Do I mean, her part get possessed and get free superpowers. powers you know what i mean why not yeah yeah what could go wrong it's fine there's <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a fun story in there somewhere um, oh there has to be there yeah. has to be and there's been so many ouija board like movies especially oh, yeah. and yeah. i don't feel like they're ever done to the full extent that they could go with it they just kind of right halt it and also like the whole seances thing you know, there's so many of that, but then there's so many fraud, you know, obviously fake ones that you know, through history, it kind of devalues the, the possibility, doesn't it? So, uh, yeah, people want to believe. Um, I read a great book called Attack of the Unsinkable Rubber Ducks, which was this guy doing a, a scientific study to try and prove some kind of supernatural thing. And it was all under laboratory conditions, you know, had massive grant funding to do it. Um, you'd you'd like it. It's a, it's a fun book. I'll send you a oh, link. Oh, it sounds like it. Um, and then like, if they manage to get it, then it's going to prove once and for all to the world, you know, that, that there's something out there. Because that's the other thing. If there is like a supernatural realm, you'd have thought that we really would have documented better than we actually have, and not just left it to the kind of the fictional realms, you know? Because it's a big deal. <laughs> it it is, and I feel like. I would love nothing more than to wholeheartedly believe in all of it. But like you just said, like there's, there's really not that much. Yeah. 
did you see um exorcism of emily rose because there's yes. a great line, great line in that film where in the courtroom it says if you believe in the devil you have to believe in god as a kind yeah. of you know so and i've got like religious friends who won't watch horror films so i'm like to them hey that's those films are the ones that are most reverent about the power of you know the cross about power of god you know because yeah. he's the hero in that you know and he you know, like that old man they're like oh no i wouldn't watch that but he's scared of of the, the messiah coming back so it's like ooh, you know in most films the christian guys are the laugh stock you know comedy bandy things but in right. horror films they actually have power and credence so hmm curious huh it, and that's a great way to look at it that's i always say there's beauty in horror there's inspiration that comes from being scared and having those emotions yeah. because you you look for things to be hopeful about and to get yourself out of that feeling like there's no better time to find yourself than when you are terrified yeah and it's a basic human release as well that's why we have roller coasters and stuff isn't it you yeah. know because the adrenaline of fear and then being safe again is such a great feeling um, it, it, there's no better very, feeling vanilla flat line existence you don't get the peaks and troughs and it's you're probably poorer for it i think oh yeah i i definitely agree so are you going to kind of jump out on your on your own podcast adventure i mean i'd like to um the first thing i'm doing is getting the audiobook version of uh complete darkness sorted out so i have someone reading that for me so that's going to be fun i love yours by the way you're, oh. I'm sure you got you, you nailed that. You turned that around fast, and you obviously had a good person just you know smashed it for you. I the narrator Michelle. Oh my gosh! Like the moment that she auditioned for it, I was like, but that wasn't even the voice that I pictured being the main yep. character. But when she sent me that audition, I was like, she's awesome! Like that creepy voice. Yeah, oh, I love it. I can't wait to see what else she puts out there. You have to, yeah, finding something like that is great. I have a guy who's got a sort of slightly American sort of accent, so I think it's going to be more universally um, kind of pick up a ball. But he's, he did a spreadsheet of the characters and things. He wants to know detail about them. And there's like 70 different characters, apparently. I didn't even realize there was that many in the book. So I have to now go through and relook at them and think, ooh. You're like, I didn't write this person. Oh, I yeah. did. Apparently <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh man that's awesome though that he's putting so much effort in yeah. really wanting to build that background for each one yeah. of the characters so like are they you know how would they talk what are their age are they kind of you know what their sexuality and all that kind of stuff so yeah fascinating stuff oh that's cool. gonna be exciting i love audiobooks and the fact that we can just have our own audiobooks produced now, like, is amazing. Yeah. I want to do it to yeah. all of them. Yeah. So, one of, I'd be the trilogy of having, you know, the, the novel, the graphic novel, and the audiobook. And that would be so cool. And then, obviously, one day the film rights or a Netflix series or something, you know. Oh my gosh, I would binge that. I would, it needs <laughs> to be a series, not a movie. Like, I need this to carry on for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> and, we live in an age now where TV is so good. Like when I grew up, we had three channels and couldn't record anything. And now there's more good TV out there than I can possibly consume, you know? Uh, yeah. So. And most of it, I mean, I found so many like hilarious or amazing series that are just on YouTube, like oh, just true. little yeah. like 
30 minute YouTube videos that are free to watch. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is mind blowing. The writing yeah. behind it. It's such content. I mean, some of the fan films as well. I mean, one of the earlier ones I saw was someone had done a Batman meets the Predator or something. And like, it was so well made. It was such a great piece of fiction they'd created. Like, oh. special effects and things. I was like, ooh, amazing. Anything around that is, it has to be awesome. Like, yeah. anything. <laughs> so how far are you along with lily is it done or is it like... um, lily will be out in july of this year and i will have a completely finished <laughs> like edited and ready for beta readers probably around may give me a couple months to have some beta readers just look at it let me know if i've missed anything i've yeah. been editing as I go with this one. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's been Let's slow you down, because you can spend time going back and doing it again and again to, and not move forward. Um, yeah, it's very time-consuming, but I've been doing... Basically, um, I sat down, and maybe I didn't edit completely as I went, but I sat down and wrote everything. I, I spent a month each on two chapters, and then now I'm in the process of going back and editing and fixing, just tightening everything up. But okay. a longer process than what I generally write, I guess, yeah. is what it's been. I think I'm, yeah, for the second one, I'm kind of writing it scene by scene and then I'm going to stitch it together. I don't have the, I haven't quite landed on the full arc, you know, the story arc. So I don't know how it ends yet, which is quite exciting. Oh, that, and that's every time I blind write like that. I, okay. I get the general concept of what I want. Yeah. And then I just let the story happen. I think that's but, a fascinating way to do it. Because yeah, I'm just as surprised who, as the readers. I've got friends who've plotted everything out to the nth degree, and they know, you know, it's like a jigsaw for them. They know how it's going to end. And I'm not sure. I guess you get to that stage at some point. But, um, yeah, it's a different way of writing, isn't it? Yeah, I... For me, I'm such a procrastinator and I get bored so easily that if I know how it ends, I'm like, well, I know how it ends, so I'm not going to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's so much to do in life other than writing. How, well, how, where do you write? What's your spot that you get creative? Um, I write a lot of times right here. Like I have my TV is like my computer. <laughs> Okay. So, like, this is my, it's our bedroom, you know, I, I am married yeah. or whatever, but this is my room. <laughs> <laughs> and is your man good with that? And I have an office, like, <laughs> I have an office. But I guess this is just where I feel the most comfortable, and I mean, if I'm getting frustrated, then I'll just take a nap. See, it's all, it's just right there. Okay. Oh, I'm all about naps. I mean, I, yes. I can't believe as a kid, I used to not like having naps now. I'm like, it's a treat. Gosh. Yeah. Bedtime yeah. is my favorite. I get so excited. I'm like, it's time for bed. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an ice cream. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And they say getting older sucks, but like, I'm hoping that the tech gets um, uh, to the point where they can do like the matrix thing. So I'm looking forward to spending my old age as a, you know, as Neo or someone else in a, oh. a virtual reality. I call Batman. I will oh. be. No, okay. I'll be Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah. 
Yeah. See that? Oh, I can do it, maybe. <laughs> oh, but you know, it's, that's the joy, isn't it? Um, and that's what I kind of liked with Complete Darkness is the headship where you go with that. Um, I met some of my former work colleagues, and they're all female, and they were like, "Oh, hey, so there's no real strong female characters in Complete Darkness," and so they they give me ideas as to what they want to happen in the next one. And um, one idea I really like is the fact that if uh, in the future the, the headship you have is kind of synced with a warning database of like dodgy guys. So if you're in a bar, you know, you, you your headship will could have hacked it. So they will, the guy won't know, but you'll know that he's dodgy. So you can avoid him or just whatever. So yes. the female <laughs> empowerment, I thought that was kind of fun. So I'm, That's a yeah, lot of fun. Definitely happening. Oh, that'll be awesome. So are you nervous about doing like a female lead? A little bit. I don't want to be a guy who, yeah, creates a female lead and girls just go, well, that's not like that. So oh. they, were, they were telling me stuff that also is really helpful. So they're saying like, the first thing I do when I get in is like, you know, hair up, brow off. And I was like, yeah, I've never had my character do that, but I, I will now. So yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I, the best way, and I hear so many like male authors say, you know, they're, they're nervous about doing a female character because you've got all these possibility of females just kind of attacking you for how you've portrayed this character yeah. but I mean women ourselves like we are we are disgusting I mean we we are we are just gross we are okay. just like men um probably worse <laughs> <laughs> you just don't let off about it you just yeah, let the I mean out. as long as we I feel like as a majority as long as we feel like we're not being made to stand out in a basic way I guess yeah, the objectifies, way. whatever yeah I mean we're, we're just like I would write it exactly how you would write any other character except she's got boobs <laughs> cool all right well I'll, I'll look forward to your thoughts on it that'll be fun oh yeah yeah just normal person with boobs <laughs> nice <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, I would like I would like that. Just make her make her completely like sarcastic and and raunchy, but then at the same time she's like, I love your shirt. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah, a little cutesy bit. <laughs> that's I don't think that's, that's yeah, I have some gay friends and I love the fact they can just flick into that and it's it's cool, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing of being kind of like your normal straight white guys that uh, you kind of like if you act a little bit like that it would just go <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I quite like him dressing up and you know I love like a sort of opportunity to be a bit flamboyant and stuff just uh just don't oh, tell yeah. and seeing <laughs> being an author or writer or whatever like that gives you so much excuses to do so many different things yeah you're right so, I'm a writer I'm sorry yeah um, this is all research. This is research work. <laughs> That's my answer for everything. <laughs> it's for research. Yeah. And wow. So, have you got a, a an end game? Have you got like a number of books you want to get out, or you know, or are you you're just gonna to see how long it runs and go with that? I I like the idea of. I love the idea of making this my career. Like, this is my main focus. I mean, who what, who doesn't, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would, wow, yeah. I would love that. But at the same time, 
I love the freedom of it being something that I'm doing because I love doing it, not because I have to do it or I'm yeah. under a contract or. It's almost like you can't help yourself do it. I think those are the writers that I, I can relate to. You know, you write and you'd write even if you never got published, you know, you just, you have to do it. Yeah. And that's, I feel like I will just keep writing until I don't have any more stories to write about. Which yeah. I don't think that that would ever happen. I work for the public, so I yeah. always have inspiration <laughs> for something <laughs> to write about. <laughs> sure, I, yeah, that's another thing, isn't it? Every day you meet people or, or you see something and it just sparks off ideas. So, yeah, you're right. So many ideas, so many. And now I'm, like, what, almost two years into this? So many ideas, so many. And now I'm what almost two years into this at this point actually being published and now my friends are just starting to be like a little standoffish when they talk to me huh. is this going in your book oh okay yeah <laughs> maybe <laughs> do, you have, do you get in some little disclaimer like anything you say can and may be used you know <laughs> probably will <laughs> probably will yes <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're, they're just now starting to get like that. So that that's interesting. Do you run into anything along those lines? Like, how's your wife kind of handle you being a fiction author? She's an author herself. She is. And, and our books are so different because hers is like a guide to family ministry. And mine is like dark, disturbing sci-fi. So I think the crossover between the two is going to be limited. Um, she handles it well. And um, I didn't put her in the first book purposefully. Um, and I asked if she was minded about that. And she's like, well, not really. And then a bit later she came back and goes, you could pick me the next one and make me some sort of ultimate female. I was like, okay, well, fine. Okay, that's no problem. Oh, that's but, awesome. Yeah. My family, they just don't even care. They're like, <laughs> I'll rock down the hallway and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I just got another review. And they're like, wow. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Gosh. I know. <laughs> um, my, I have an aunt who's, she's never married, she's just like, you know, lives her own life. And um, she's one of the, the assassins, J&G, like, based on the old women. And she picked that up straight away. She was like, gosh, thanks for making me an assassin in your book. And I was like, okay, that's fun. That's, it's nice when some people twig and that she wasn't too pissed off, you know. I, I love that people want, like... I do like when people ask me, hey, will you put me in your book? And my books are so much different because no one makes it out. Like, it's pretty true. much everybody dies, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not going to be a good time for your character. <laughs> yep. Everybody dies. That's, I, I, that was the working title I started off with in my book. Yes, I love that. <laughs> it's, a a, it's a bit of a plot spoiler, though, you know? <laughs> Everyone dies. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Please, please make that the title, Lisa's subtitle. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Do you want to know the subtitle? Because yes, in in Soul Trace, which is the second Dark Matters book, right? Um, it's all about we find out we have souls, and the authorities can trace them and like run a trace. So I'd see if we run a trace on you everywhere you'd ever been. There'd be a little ghost of you, and we could track your life and all your everything you've done. And they try and do that on the serial killer, but it jumps. There's like gaps in it. It's not like a linear trace like a normal human. There's a reason for that. I won't go into it now. But a friend of mine was talking, and he came up with the best strap line that I'm definitely going to use. And it works very differently when you see it written down as to when you hear it. So it is, (laughs) 
Our souls are all around us. Ooh. Our souls are all around us. Yeah, I like that. Especially with what you just said, like the little tracers of where yeah. you're going. Is that kind of a hint? True, but also there's so many assholes in the world. You get the play get on words. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm one of those. <laughs> when you see it written down, you read it, and it's like you won't get the kind of the exactly like you didn't. But when you yeah, no, I didn't. It, like, oh yeah, okay. And that, that truth, there, <laughs> there's so much truth to that. True, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, your friend is very clever. Do not ever get rid of them. <laughs> no, no, it's, that's cool. So I have to credit him somehow. He's a vicar, actually. It's kind of fun. Oh, that's amazing. I had, yeah. um, back in my serving days, Yeah. how I started out was a little server, I had a priest that would always come into my restaurant and he was, I loved him. Oh my gosh. He was the funniest guy I ever met. And he would always request if we had a new server to Mm -hmm. be sat in her station. Okay. And he would purposely plan out his meal with his tip that his total would come to $6 and 66 cents. Oh, that's an art form. Just to mess with her. Yeah. Nice. And the look, the look on the server's face, you know, bringing this yeah. <laughs> priest still. Yeah. Yeah. That's six. cool. Yeah. Oh, oh I get he it. was a great man. He's a great man. Yeah, I mean, it's good because, like, I think you need the the church generally needs cool people to be vicars because otherwise it's it's not ever gonna. I mean, it's in a bad enough state as it is, but like, yeah. You have to have humor. You you have to. There's there's too much darkness in the world that if you didn't laugh at some of it, you would just go insane. Yeah, for sure. You're right. It's it would crush everyone's spirit. It know, would. Too it much. Would. Yeah. So have you have you ever thought about doing any different genres, or are you just kind of sticking with the sci-fi horror? Um, I like. I'm enjoying the sci-fi horror. Um, I don't think. But I'd never say never, you know, if, if I wake up one morning and want to do a, a real romance, yeah, why not? You know, I just, I think you need to be carve out a niche for yourself. I mean, my favorite author is Ian Banks and he had these two uh, iterations. He had this like his dark kind of crime and uh, drama sort of ones that he said is Ian Banks. And then he had his sci-fi range, which was Ian M. Banks. So he kind of just put the M in his name to demarcate. Yeah. Uh, but he, you know, that was all he was known for. He was known for, you know, dark, grim crime and sci-fi. So it's like, I think you have to pick a genre initially. Um, but yeah, I'm quite a noob at this. So we'll see where we go. That's awesome. I don't, I've tried, I set out to write just fantasy, like, you know, cutesy Uh-oh. little, something that maybe the teenagers would just eat up like candy. Yeah. That's where the and money is, right? There, There's a, yeah, there could be. Yeah. Except I couldn't do it. I next okay. time, yeah. I just started killing people, and it felt good. <laughs> what a quote! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's admissible in court, right? Yeah, I feel like you can write any genre. I feel like anyone could sit down. Anyone could write a book. I don't care how uneducated you are. Is it going to make sense? You know, is it going to be the best writing in the world? No, probably not. But that's where practice comes in. Yeah. 
but I, I really feel like the best work that you'll ever do is what you were meant to write. Yeah, it's like your destiny, you know, your fate. And that's, that's exactly how I feel. I could sit down and I could write a romance or I could write a comedy, but I don't feel like there would be as much passion behind each one of the words as there would be in yeah. a scary story. I think readers can pick that up. I've read stuff that's obviously just been, like, you know, churned out for the money. Mm-hmm. tracks or something and and the passion is missing and it, it really feels that way um when i've read other books i've really enjoyed that perhaps haven't been brilliantly written but you can tell that the author's so into it and it's you know that comes through so yeah passion is is important i think it is so important so have you decided on um like what platform you'll go to if you do a podcast like where would people be able to no, i need I need to pick your brains on that. Um, I literally, uh, yeah, it's another thing I want to do, but haven't had time to get around to doing. So. There's, there's a lot of fun with podcasts, especially with, I mean, just, just your book alone. And it's just one book as of right now. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that you would be able to talk about that in a podcast that's going to not just be about your story, but there's so many moments in your story that could be construed as helpful and inspirational and uh, an escape from life. Yeah. Wow. I I love it. (laughs) Hey, cool. I'm so happy you did. That's that's excellent. Oh, yeah. So you can pick my brain anytime. Okay. The whole ordeal. But did you have anything else that you wanted to kind of touch base on? I think that's pretty much it for now. Um, Yeah, it's been fun to talk to you, though. And uh, I wish you well. I'm going to be reading all your stuff as it comes out. So we'll continue to uh, trade notes, I guess, in that way. Oh, yes, yes. I definitely would love to put your main character as just kind of a, a mentionable someone. Yeah. yeah, so you'll have to at least give me like a name or something like that so I can put them, yeah. slide them into the the story. That would be so cool. Yeah, and only people who had read both would get it. Do you know what I mean? It's like an Easter egg thing. I like oh, I love Easter eggs. I, I I do full circles with my writing. Well, you read you read the Shatten. I mean, yeah. there's if I lay a detail out there, it's going to come back around. Like it will right. it's a clue. See, I need to do. I need to get better at that because, like, my mind. I've like, oh, I've done that. And I, I have to reread stuff and, and purposefully bring it back, rather than because um, otherwise I'm just dashing onto the next thing and the next thing. So kind of, oh, like, yeah. It's so much fun. That's how I win arguments, though. Full circle. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just go around and just argue with as many people as you can. Just full circle your argument. Right. <laughs> Best practice. I argue pretty hard. I've been told that, yeah, even if I'm wrong, you know, I'll make them feel bad for having a different opinion. It's just, yeah. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> well, I will get back to you as soon as my friend is finished with your book and let you know exactly what she thought of it. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, she's, she's very bad. much into sci-fi. I'm keen to know, you know, because I'm still waiting for a really bad review to kind of, like, you know, hit up. You don't so, want it. No. <laughs> um, you talked me off of a ledge. <laughs> you don't want it. Oh, yeah. I remember. Hey, I remember that night when you had that one star mean review. But that wasn't even a critical review. That was just some asshole. Just, she was yeah. so mean. <laughs> yeah. 
It really was. That's okay. She's entitled to her opinion. Mm. I think some people value their, their, you know, themselves by putting their opinion out there. But it's just yeah. A, you know. I still clicked. I found this review helpful. No way. I wow, did. You're a good person. I would have clicked, let's have this person killed. <laughs> <laughs> but the next, um, the first victim in my book, it's so weird. Her name is... <laughs> yeah, nice. Awkward. <laughs> Not really. No, it's legit. <laughs> All right. Well, I will let you go. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I can't wait until it's all edited and uploaded, and I can't wait to watch my facial expressions for the first time. I'm gonna be like, da, 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 da. it'll be, it'll be fine. <laughs> cool, absolutely, and uh, yeah, good stuff. All right, cheers. Take Thank care. Thank you. Bye.